This is Teachable Moments with April podcast, and you guessed it, I'm your host, April. If you're a returning listener and a part of the Teachable Moments with April podcast family, welcome back. For those who are checking me out for the first time, well, hello and welcome. To everyone listening, be encouraged and look for the Teachable Moments that are all around us. Enjoy. TV technology is always changing it for the better. More must-see stories, more can't-miss moments, but all that choice makes it harder to stand out and easier to get lost. More of what you love across all of TV, so you're unmissable for the entire streamer's journey. From power on to purchase complete, can't-miss moments where TV starts. Show-stopping control where TV happens. Breakthrough connections where TV engages. Welcome to Roku. Dear God, thank you for listening and responding to our prayer. I worship you as all-knowing, all-powerful God. Please help me in each challenge I face today. PayPal as an invisible force helping your business improve customer acquisition, conversion, and retention. Reach new customers by tapping into their giant global network and giving them the option to pay with PayPal payment methods throughout the shopping journey. Next, your new optimized checkout flow attracts new, diverse, and high-value customers and make it easy for them to come back for quick repeat purchases. That's right. No more re-entering information. Today's content is from Christianity.com, and it was published August 11, 2023 by Mike Leake. Should we reconsider how we share the gospel with Generation Z? We need to know how to share the unchanging gospel message in a language that Gen Z can understand and in a way that is good news for the questions this generation is asking. So in this particular article, um, it goes on to uh, give some illustrations and pictures, but I'm going to read a sub-question, if that's even a, a, a category, and it said, should we change how we share the gospel? Note carefully the question, the article goes on to say, we cannot, we must not attempt to change the content of the gospel message. The good news itself does not change. We are ambassadors of this good news. To be faithful, we must share the message of our King. However, that doesn't mean that we do not need to contextualize or figure out how to share the message in a way that it is in the language of the receptors, okay, or the audience we want to uh, reach. We should attempt to share the message in a way that only that the only stumbling block is the content of the message itself. And then he says, allow me another illustration. 
imagine meeting me on the street and I passionately ask you this question. Do you believe Sting is going to join the New World Order? Now, pending your knowledge of uh, 1990s WCW wrestling, you're likely going to be confused. You may think that I'm talking about the lead singer of The Police, or you might be entirely lost altogether. How engaged would you be if I continue to tell you all of the reasons why I believe Sting was, in fact, still loyal to WCW and not going to join the NWO? You'd be understandably lost, right? In this instance, you've stumbled over my insistence on talking about 90s wrestling and using jargon without explaining it. I mean, it's true that if you're going to be a fan of late 90s wrestling, you need to know about Sting and the organization NWO, but it's foolish of me to assume that we can begin there. I need to change the way I ask my question. And if I really want to maximize the opportunity for engagement, it's helpful to ask this in a way that answers questions that you actually are asking. The same is true with sharing the gospel with someone from Generation Z or Gen Z. We need to know how to share the unchanging message of the gospel in a language that they can understand in a way that is good news for the questions that they actually are asking. Thankfully, the Holy Spirit knows them and us better than we will ever know them or even ourselves. He is able to speak in their heart language, but we'll be more privy to his work if we take the time to understand those who are receiving this good news. So the next question is, who is Gen Z? Now, Generation Z, sometimes called or known as Zoomers, are those born between the mid-late okay, 1990s and the early uh, 2010s. For simplicity, let's say that it's anyone born between 1997 and 2012. They are the first generation to have grown up entirely online. They are digital natives. As Pew Research says, the iPhone launched in 2007 when the oldest Gen Zers were 10. By the time they were in their teens, their primary means by which young Americans connected with the web was through mobile devices, Wi-Fi, and high bandwidth cellular service. Social media and constant connectivity and on-demand entertainment and communication are innovation millennials adapted to as they came of age. For those born after 1996, these are largely assumed. So it's important to note that it's important we teach, excuse me, treat each person as an individual. One of the things that we'll find with Gen Z is that they want to share their own stories. Even if they have a more fluid definition of identity than previous generations. It's foolish to pigeonhole someone and assume that we know their heart simply because we know a few broad characteristics about their generation as a whole. Yet it can be helpful to know a few characteristics and unique challenges 
for this particular generation, Gen Z. So the next question we look at is what are their unique characteristics? Now there's a plethora of information out there about Gen Z. There are plenty of stereotypes and plenty of studies being done attempting to understand the things which this particular generation has in common. And I'll try to sum it up this way. They are digital natives immersed in digital technology. As such, they are going to have a shorter attention span and ability to form deeper connections online, but also a thirst for face-to-face interaction. They're swimming in a world of memes, deep fakes, and constant change. This helps them to be highly adaptive and fluid, but also creates a feeling of groundlessness. This is why many studies show them to be the most anxious generation, but they are also more aware of mental health than any previous generation. This generation is also the most diverse and inclusive of any generation. As an example, about six in 10 Gen Zers 59% say forms of online profiles should include additional gender options. They are also passionate about things like social justice and climate change and will often use digital tools to turn their passions into opportunities for others. They also have an incredible entrepreneurial spirit. They are inclined to explore freelancing, side gigs, and creative ventures, often leveraging digital tools to turn their passions into, as we said, opportunities. They also can be incredibly pragmatic. Having grown up in a time of economic insecurity and technological disruption, they tend to prefer that which will give them stability, and they are pragmatic in their approach to education and careers. Now, this moves us on to the next question. What are their unique challenges? There are some unique challenges which this generation faces and some of which we, have, we haven't even experienced the full impact of. What will be the result of a generation that grew up with their parents having faces buried in a cell phone? How will a generation be impacted when a global pandemic halted the actual entire world during its formative years? There are also unique challenges to the gospel. However, it's helpful to remember that regeneration is impossible with any generation. Each generation has its own set of barriers, barriers, I'm sorry, and the spirit is able to overcome each of those. But there are a few specific challenges that might present themselves with Generation Z. Their digital noise and a short attention span make it difficult to even gain attention. Next, being constantly bombarded with information makes it difficult to show the exclusivity of Christ. Next, there is a good chance they have little to zero church background, okay? Next, if they do not, if they do have a perception of the church, it's most likely, unfortunately, negative. Um, Prevalent um, secularism and materialism make questions of the afterlife seem foolish to them. So, 
An even bigger question, how should we change how we share the gospel with Gen Z, which is what brought us to this particular um, this particular article, right? If we consider the characteristics as well as the hurdles of this generation, we can begin to think through ways in which we might be able to share the gospel message to help our receptors hear the good news in their own language. First, because they likely have very little church background, we cannot assume religious language or even a familiarity with religious concepts. Do you know Jesus died so that you can spend eternity in heaven is good news, but it's not going to be received as good news by Generation Z because they likely don't have a proper framework for these concepts. In an insightful article, uh, Josh Chen mentions three prevalent worldviews and how Jesus provides a solution. He lists them as follows, okay? Number one, guilt and innocence. Jesus Christ paid the penalty for for my sin, allowing me access to heaven. Number two, shame and honor. Jesus Christ freed me from my shame and allows me to be who I was created to be. Number three, fear and power. Jesus Christ defeated the principalities of this world, freeing us from demonic oppression. Now, Chen notes that we're moving out of the first worldview and into the second worldview. Generation Z is filled with anxiety and likely some shame. As we move into an honor-shame culture, we'll need to think about how to share the gospel in these terms instead of the guilt-innocence framework that we are more familiar with. All of these are part of the good news. The Bible speaks of each of these frameworks. We do well to learn which conversation we need to have so that the good news is heard as good news. This generation is hungry for good news. They're hungry for a captivating story. They're longing for meaningful connections. So in previous generations, we were almost oversaturated with Bible knowledge. They've heard all the Bible stories and they've had their own church experience. But they're done. They've already done that. Many with Generation Z cannot say that. So there is a curiosity there. The lack of biblical knowledge can actually be a bridge to the gospel. But we must treat the Bible and the good news as the story it is. The most compelling and real story in the history of stories and not like a refrigerator manual. It's not basic instructions before leaving earth. It's the story that explains all other stories. It's what we provide integrity to the fluidity of their world. Now, they are also incredibly inquisitive, but they aren't likely to ask an adult, much less a religious leader. For an answer to their question, they're going to most likely go to search YouTube. Why not face this reality and labor to produce quality, Christian content that answers the questions this generation is asking. We should think about how to effectively share the gospel digitally. Makes sense, right? The next generation. Now, personally, 
I'm incredibly excited about the gospel proclamation for this generation. Just as with every generation, there are difficulties, but also positives to sharing Jesus. While their lack of Bible knowledge is discouraging in a way, it's also incredibly exciting. It's like starting over again and seeing wonder when they hear some of these stories for the very first time. It's amazing to think about how we can meet broken and hurting people who are overcome with anxiety and overwhelmed about the groundlessness of our world and share with them the hope of Jesus Christ. He is the answer to our our anxiety. The field is ripe for harvest. We will learn how to speak the good news in their language. And most importantly, here's another um, alternate to that particular question. Will we learn how to speak the good news in their language? You were just listening to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you to stay connected with us on the other social media platforms of ours, which is TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Also, we'd like to invite you to check out our official podcast landing page on podpage.com slash teachable moments with April to see all our content in one place and leave personal messages, feedback, and more.